recording we got a little wind noise we got some country music in the background this is richard from chewing the scenery horror movie podcast i am honored to be sitting here with nicholas brendan uh who, who uh, requested i call him nikki nikki i like nikki yeah that's, that's welcome true. to the show thanks and i do appreciate your time of course and uh man this breeze must feel good after earlier it does yeah thank so, god so we're here at uh walker stalker nashville and you've been meeting fans all day yeah and all day yesterday. Yeah. So it's Sunday now. Yeah. Man, I gotta love how you interact with your fans. I'm pretty good with them. I love my fans. Yeah. You know? They give you a lot of love and you give them a lot back. Yeah. It's important to do that. And to be, like, you know, and not fake it. Like, you know, be authentic. You know what I no, mean? No, and I didn't see anything that yeah. came across anything but authentic. Yeah, every orgasm I've had at my table has been real. <laughs> you haven't faked a single one. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> but, uh, I know there's gonna be some Buffy fans listening. Um, but we're gonna make them wait, okay? Because in passing, you've noticed. Good, so it's like tantric sex. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a fan of coherence, as yeah. you may have noticed. And uh, Will and Jolien and I talked about it on the show, or no, Will and I talked about it. I think Jolien was off that uh, weekend. Fuck her. It's, you know a, guy, I mean? it's a guy. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. His fair name's Jolie? Jolien. 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 J O L Y O N. Wow, I've never heard of that name before. Isn't it weird? Like I love it. Yeah. And then yeah. there's another dude with the same exact name as him. Who, no. ma- who makes yacht furniture? No, it's weird. Yacht right? furniture? Yeah, and, and, uh, like furniture for yachts. Yeah. Wow. And my friend Jolie. I bet it, you he does well. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're known for making yacht furniture, yeah, that's right. Good for him. <laughs> and if you're listening to I'll yacht, I'll take a Jolien. Yes. Please. Yes. And in uh, my Jolien, he does uh, uh, illustration and uh, sequential art, like cartoon. Oh, that's and great. Com- and comic art. Okay. So, uh, but we are fans of coherence. Yes. And this was uh, was it released in 2013 or 2014? Wow, 14, I think. Yeah, so probably shot in 2013. Yeah. This went way outside the norms. And uh, i got to ask you that, uh, because once in a while something comes along like this and gradually a fan base builds, uh, what was it like when they tapped you to come in and uh, read for this or talk about this? Well, but my buddy did it. So we did a, um, we did a short of it. Uh, he had the concept, so we did a... Um, like a 15 minute short so he wanted to see if it would work was that James? Uh, yeah it'd be great and um, and then it worked he's like well let's make a full movie out of it so his his actual real life wife played my uh, my, my wife in the short oh but cool then she was pregnant very pregnant with uh, with their first child so then um, yeah so then we got I got the recast that the wife did but yeah so it was a, it was it was a lot of work um, because there's no script Right. All improv, and uh, you know, every day we shot it in chronological order, uh, and every day we had like five or six points that we had to convey during the dinner party. So it was a lot of work, and especially for the editors. So it was kind of like index cards, uh, like here's your motivations, here's what you need just, to yeah bring up these points yeah during today's work. So you became the character and just spoke as you figured that character would be. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you just kind of just, you know throw something out. You're yeah, creating your own dialogue. Yeah, and everyone had 
points that they had to convey during that day of shooting. Awesome. So, um, so we're told that um, that uh, basically this comet going over is having this metaphysical, this dimensional split right. sort of effect. Um, did this feel like uh, something you'd not seen or heard before? Did no, I know. I never. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it was original. Yeah, I felt like this was this was a new take on something. Yeah. And I was really enjoying. I mean, essentially, it. every time we left the house, we never got went back to that to the same house. It was never the same, yeah. right? And uh, I really enjoyed your line, "Must be the comet," because I'm based in Denver, and it's fun. You can blame you can blame the altitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. must be the comet. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, I'm really broke. It must, must be, be the, the altitude, altitude. <laughs> right? Um, must be your fucking uh, prodigious uh, methamphetamine habit. Yeah. And that doesn't flow off the tongue as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we, we legalized weed, so you can blame the legal weed. And, you know, that's sure. Kind of, why not? That's a thing in Colorado. Um, so the movie takes a dark turn, and. Uh, so it becomes sort of sci-fi, sort of mystery, and then at the end, more like horror. Do you uh, do you consider doing more work like this? I'll do any work, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pigeonhole myself and say this is the only work I want to do, but yeah, I just like acting, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it is your art, so yeah. em- embrace what comes your way. Absolutely. Cool. So um, we're going to make the Buffy fans wait one more moment okay. while you tell us about kicking de- depression in the gutter balls. Yeah, well, I came up. My hashtag is kick, uh, kicking depression in the ball sack. Okay. And then, but on this bowling tour, I'm like, hey, it's you know, I mean, I'm fairly good at puns. So I'm like kicking depression in the gutter balls. Yeah. Right. So, um, so how does this work? Tell us how the tour is working out. Well, we'll uh, on the first we we have five different uh, tours planned throughout America. So the first one is uh, I got a, a con, I got a con in Houston in two weeks. So we uh, hit the road uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll go to Knoxville on Tuesday, do an okay. event, and then just kind of go through like the Carolinas there. Okay. Uh, then to New Orleans, and through Texas, and then uh, end up in uh, Houston for the event. So yeah, we just kind of, it's basically it's um, you know, depression awareness, and it's kind of a lot of my fans do suffer from depression because I'm very open about it. Right. And it's kind of just like getting getting people out of the house and having a good time. It's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but I would say we typically have. I would say between four and six people who have bought tickets and don't show up. Oh, no. And a lot of that probably is because of social anxiety, you know? Yeah. It's so it's really, it's kind of like, I don't think I've had an event where everyone's like, whose purchase has shown up. <laughs> and then the Leo, and then Teresa will reach out, and it's like, what happens? Like, oh, I was having an episode last night. I'm like, oh. so my goal is to have an event where everyone shows up. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. Because that is, that is kind of uh, the emphasis of, of. Yeah, but it's why I do it, too. You know what I mean? Right. Because then it's like. And then, like, the people meet and they become friends, you know, because, right. like, people that they would not have met in their particular era. So. Right. Yeah. And did I hear you say you put the bumpers up? I do. That's awesome. So nobody has to feel that 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 kick in the stomach. When no, no. And I, I, I use them and say, like, it's like a pool. Yeah. You know, it's like I'll, like, I'll get, like, six or seven, like, uh, caroms before yeah. it hits. A, Good bank shots. Yeah, which apparently, they typically, <laughs> I found out, they only, you, you got to be ten and under to put the bumpers up, but I think since... I am who I am. I'm like, let's put these bumpers up and let's use them. I've broken yeah. three or four bumpers along the way on my tour. Like, whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, you're throwing a big heavy ball at it. No, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, I see some people recognize uh, your poster behind uh, your table yeah. at the con, and sometimes they can't get it out. They're like, it's, yeah, the, it's yeah. the Buffy guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, I didn't know you were going to be here. I'm like, surprised. Yeah. It's been it's been pretty nice. So let's go ahead and talk about Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer, uh, 1997 through 2003. Mm-hmm. 
I was actually a big fan of the show in, in spite of being like a real horror guy. Right. It's like this show was fun for me and I really enjoyed your character. Uh, I did some rewatching recently because I was hoping I might run into you. And uh, the introduction of your character, do you remember what you were doing in the first scene? Skateboarding. Skateboarding. Were you doing your own skateboarding? Yeah, yeah. Well, they, uh, you know, I, uh, that was the only time I ever skateboarded. Yeah. Uh, because I think they realized while I'm athletic, it's like, we, do we want to fall here where he's going to break his, like, you know, something? Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I learned all my physical comedy from watching John Ritter oh, when I was a kid. That's wonderful. So, I'm so like, three's company. 100%. And yeah. so, you know, that whole little going around, you know, you know um, that like flip over I did, it's like, yeah, I'm like, well, how would John do it? Yeah. And then John happened to actually do an episode of Buffy. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. And, uh, and so we were doing a table read. I'm going to sneeze real quick. Hold on. Good. Oh boy! Well, bless you. Thank you. I can edit it out if you want. No, no, I like it. <laughs> okay, it's good, real. good. Uh, so we were doing a table read, and you know, John was on a show called Ted. He played Ted, and so we're done with the table read, and I'm walking downstairs, and John's like, "Hey, Nicholas," and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Come here." So I kind of went back, and uh, he says to me, "He's like, um, I want you to know that uh, you're amazing, talented, and I think that you're the star of the show." And I'm like, "Shut <laughs> up, oh, man!" And I'm like, "I got all my stuff from you, John." That's so, amazing. I mean, that was really wonderful, and. We stayed in touch and became friends. And um, yeah, when he passed, I was sucked because I was, was I was in London doing some work, and my mom called me. And she's like, "Did you hear about John?" I'm like, "John who?" like, "John Ritter." I'm like, "No." It's like he died, and I'm like, and that I, start, was so I just start bawling, and I'm yeah. just kind of like, "I need to call you back," you know. My mom at the time, God bless her, I think she liked to get bad news, you know. And I'm like, yeah. ah, so that was rough, and um, I miss him, and I really, it's, it's, uh, it was a great experience for me. It's, it's, I mean, I really did learn. All of my physical stuff from John. And to meet your inspiration must have yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Now, did the crazy fandom from the show become clear pretty early on? Because you went from a guy who wouldn't probably get recognized on the street so easily to somebody yeah. who would get recognized everywhere you go. Yeah. What was that like? It was interesting. I remember signing my first autograph. Um, I think the show had just aired the first episode, and I was in uh, Pasadena, uh, which is a town in, in just outside of Los Angeles. Um, I was getting a coffee at this place, and someone came up and said, are you, are you on a show called Buffy the Vampire? I'm like, yeah. She's like, can I get your autograph? I'm like, sure. And I remember, I would love to so see that autograph. I would love to see how I signed it. You know, I mean, I'm sure you can read everything nice, you know. Right. And I was shaking. Oh, my It was goodness. crazy. Uh, but, you know, the, the great thing about this show is that, like, the fandom, it's, almost, it's gotten bigger. It really has gained momentum. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I mean, it was definitely, when we were shooting, it was... We didn't really, it, we shot for nine months and was very, very busy. And then we had right. like three months off and we kind of, very much isolated, you know, right. just kind of, we would take vacations and maybe do projects during the off season. But we were, I really didn't understand it until, until we were done. Right. Yeah. You know? um, considering the unique voice of the show, um, uh, because Joss Whedon, you know, he's got, a, he's got a, yeah, that guy, <laughs> he's got his own style. I love style. when people call him Josh. Josh Whedon. Oh boy. <laughs> um, Big fan of the show. What's Josh like? Yeah. Josh Jackson, he's a very sweet guy. <laughs> was it easy to trust his creative decisions? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was so great. I didn't have to worry about dick. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, whatever you say, sir. You know? D That's D why people that didn't, I mean, like with a musical episode, people are like, uh, you know, the show's jumped the shark. Which for me, I actually love that episode of Happy Days. <laughs> yeah, when Fonzie jumped the shark, that was great. To me, it's like when Mork from Mork showed up. Right. That's where it ended. 
Yeah. So and we should call it, oh man, are we Mork from working? Right. Jumping the shark. That yeah. was a great fucking episode. Yeah, and, and you know, that was cashing in on Evil Knievel and Jaws. Absolutely. In one yeah. shot. Well, yeah, Fonzie. when Mork showed up, I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's you bullshit. know, we all, we, we, uh, we nanu nanu'd. But so I was kind of like, <clears throat> so Joss ended up shooting mine and Emma's uh, musical thing first, cutting it together and showing, like, the naysayers is what I'm doing. Like, oh, okay. Right. Why would you ever question it? Right. Actors are fucking stupid. <laughs> they really are. I don't like them. Uh, present well, company certain. excluded. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just like, come on, guys. Was there a favorite season or what you consider to be the best cast lineup? No, I mean, season one was my favorite just because it was, everything was new. Right. But um, content-wise, it, it, it was. Right. I, to me, it's like, uh, there was two different shows. We had the high school years. Right. So then, then the show changed a lot after right. we graduated. So I think probably the high school years were a lot of fun. Right. Um, but then we had a lot of great episodes after, so it's, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. So I've got season one, and then basically season two through six, it's kind of like an amalgamation of one long season. Right. And then season seven was, was unique. And it's, I didn't particularly care for season seven. Yeah, it was, it was strange. <clears throat> I didn't, I wanted this, I wanted the show to end, like we started, I wanted it to be the core. I didn't need to see all the Slayer rats around. They right. were kind of vying for their own TV show. And I'm yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. So, so um, what was, what was it like for you uh, when it was finally over? I mean, was that? Sad. I mean, I'm yeah. not good at saying goodbye. I'm yeah. still kind of processing it. Yeah. yeah, I understand that for sure. Um, so you had a little gap between when uh, Buffy ended and when uh, Criminal Minds started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you had a little time off. Not really. No? I mean, I did a show called Kitchen Confidential for Fox. Oh, okay. And that was great. I mean, it's a great cat. I mean, yeah. So it was based off of Anthony Bourdain's book. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper play, played Anthony. I played the pastry chef. John Cho was it the, like a sous chef. Frank Langella played the restaurant owner. Oh, wow. Jamie King was the hostess. I mean, it was a great cast. And John Francis Daly played, like, the intern. Yeah. I mean, just a very, very, very wonderful cast. And, uh, you yeah, know, Fox does what Fox does. Right. They shot 13, and they're like, you know, they canceled us and uh, arrested development on the same day. Right. Now, this next part's going to be spoilers for any Walking Dead fans who aren't caught up. But, uh, you know, since we're at Walker Stalker Con, I want to talk about how... Um, they kill off a character on the show based on uh, business decisions and not creative decisions. Is that to, true? That is true. Are you familiar with the show? I, I, I haven't okay. seen it. So they kill off one of the characters, and I won't ruin because it. Because they're in like a like contract dispute? Yeah. And and to me, that's bullshit. That's because, horrible. No, yeah, that's not right. That's yeah, that, that's not serving storytelling, and I disagree with it completely. Uh, have you seen much of that in real life as far as uh, anything you've worked on or no. anyone you know? No, Joss's thing was, you know, everything was done for an artistic reason. Yeah. I, I can't believe they do that. Right. And I can't believe people still watch the show knowing that's the practice that they practice. Right. I mean, I'm assuming that, like Norman's character said, yeah. I think if, if you kill off Daryl, yeah. I don't even watch the show and I know that Norman plays Daryl. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. It's like I think we, you have a problem at that point. Right. So I think Norman's probably getting paid sufficiently well. Yes, and he's making money at these conventions for oh sure. I mean, yeah. I know how, how much, and I'll tell you, like, when we're done. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about that off mic, and, yeah. I, and I think it probably fits in hefty bags. Yeah, it's <laughs> a couple. <laughs> you might need a baler. I don't it's know. No, it's a lot. Right. Now, here's a question, and uh, this is full disclosure here, and this is maybe me being a dick when I was younger. Yes, I swallow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is... This is maybe me being a dick when I was younger, but I, I kind of felt like the character of Xander was maybe, oh, is Nicholas being directed to, to sort of uh, emulate sort of a Chandler vibe? Have you ever heard this comparison? 100%. Have, have you? Yeah. And you didn't feel like uh, they were saying, oh, 
because I think maybe because the show was kicking in a little more humor, yeah. maybe it felt like that. But yeah, no, I just did. I just acted the way I thought he should act. Right. Yeah, and, I, and, and they, you know, and they <clears throat> write to how my to my humor. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of no. It's funny. I get. I got. It, when Friends is on, it's like people. It's like hey, it's like you know, you and Matthew Perry have the same. Uh, but the people thought I was uh, fucking um, uh, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> I was in Europe and I was being chased around. And they thought that I was Matt LeBlanc. The guy from Friends. Yeah. Oh, You're my an God. actor. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Friends, Matt. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, and, I, and I've heard that happens to Lawrence Fishburne and Samuel L. Jackson all the time. Yeah. yeah. And they just started going, all right. Yeah, and they would yeah, sign yeah. each other's exactly. autographs. So, uh, so this will be not just full disclosure, but an apology because I watched six or seven episodes before coming to interview you. And... Uh, I couldn't pick out one single moment. I, I wanted to say there, I could put my finger on what it was that I was saying back right. 15 years ago. And it's like, nah, I was just a dick. Uh -huh. So so you um, had a problem. Uh, well, Did you think that I was No, no not at all, not at all. Yeah. Uh, what I, was, I thought, well, he's being given dialogue or direction that that's some of the intonation's coming out like Chandler a little bit here. And well, I so, mean, I, have, but I also, I mean, yeah, like I know Matt as well. I've oh, do you? known him before friends. Okay. We don't particularly get along. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> So and we do now, and he's sober now, and I, yeah, he's yeah. doing good work. But yeah, we were, we were not uh, like he came to my house. I just moved in, and he's kind of like, you know, I didn't have any dishes yet. He's like, so uh, this is a house with no cups. And <laughs> oh, I'm like, shit. no, Matt, no cups yet. <laughs> you like, do that pretty well. Yeah, I'm like, fuck off, dude. Hashtag Zandler. <laughs> you know, it's like Christ. No hashtag Zandler. No, no. Okay. Let's not start that one. No Zandler. No, we're good. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I think this is probably a good place for us to get you back to your public, and, uh, and we'll probably record a couple of bumpers if you're cool with that, yeah. uh, like little like promos. Cocaine? We're doing cocaine? You no, know, not that kind of bumper. Oh, my bad. <laughs> not funny, man. <laughs> We're, not yeah. funny? Cocaine is not funny. Could it Unless be, it's funny. Could it be any more not could funny? Could it be any more not funny? Unless I do it off your tits. <laughs> you ever done cocaine off someone's tits before? <laughs> no. Yeah, try it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm joking. I'm kidding, mom. <laughs> Hopefully, mom. I did not pop tits. Actually, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different take on breastfeeding. <laughs> All right. So at this point, we're going to say let's get let's get him back to his public All right. listeners. And uh, thank you for listening. And thank you for being on the of show. Course, I course. really do appreciate it, Nikki. And uh, stay off the moors. Stay off the whores. <laughs> the moors. <laughs> okay. okay.